Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afker and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of your divine uniqueness and really it's 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 such an honor and privilege that we have here with us today at patricia um kota robles and really um it's her message is, is 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 so powerful and so profound and many of you already know her and know how her message and work are are really powerful and and the contribution that she, she is offering to humanity is, is really, really huge. And I feel that we are so blessed that we, we that, um, how to say angels, um, like Patricia and others, um, really are, are contributing and adding illumination and light to the world and really giving, uh, sharing their message and guidance with so many. So we also can really connect with our divinity, embody our divinity in our daily life and add more light to the world and because we are here because we 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 are existing in in this in this realm we are really needed every one of us without exception and everyone um is so important um equally so i'm really excited about about today's call and what patricia will be sharing with us and as i as i shared earlier um in the email we'll be talking about anchoring the eternal peace and God's infinite abundance. So we'll be talking about how we can, like, what is our uh, what is our role, um, and how we can contribute to um, truly really bring this this um, energies of eternal peace and God's uh, abundance to our life, and also help others to do this and be um, of service to others. How to listen to our heart and really trust ourselves, and which will enable us to, to really align with our divine plan. So we'll be talking more about that and many other things. And also Patricia will be um, answering your questions. So um, as always, you can raise your hand by pressing star two if you are on the phone, on Skype or the webcast. And if you are on the webcast page, you can uh, type in your question on the question box. And the link is yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. And... Um, yeah, before before we start, I would like to share with you a little bit about Patricia. So Patricia is co-founder and president of the non-profit educational organization New Age Study of Humanity's Purpose, which sponsors the annual World Congress of Illumination. Patricia was a marriage and family counselor for 20 years. She now spends her time freely sharing the information she is receiving from the beings of light in the realms of illumined truth. This is accomplished through her website, webinars, YouTube, YouTube videos, uh, vlogs, Facebook sharings, books, CDs, DVDs, MP3s, and her free monthly email articles and the free seminars she offers throughout the United States. The divine intent of these celestial sharings is to give humanity greater clarity and understanding 
as we progress through these wondrous but often challenging times on earth. Patricia's philosophy is every person is precious and divine regardless of how far his or her behavior patterns and life experiences may be from reflecting that truth. We are not the victims of our lives. We are the co-creators of our lives. Now is the time to create the lives we have always dreamed about. And yeah, so with that, Patricia, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's, it's really a great honor to have you between us. Well, thank you, Monsef. It's wonderful to be here. And for all of the people on the line that are familiar with me that may not be familiar with you, I just want to share that Monsef is in North Africa, and I'm in Tucson, Arizona. This is the wonders of the Internet, and we truly are doing a global activity of light to help anchor these new energies that are coming in to help each and every one of us experience our abundance and eternal peace in this plane. So I'm delighted to be here and to be able to share with you, Monsef. Yeah, thank you. It's it's really our pleasure and honor um, to be able to connect with you. And yeah, we are um, also so grateful for the technology that we have now that really makes it easier um, to connect wherever we are in, in the world. So that's yeah. really a blessing. Yeah. That's true, Beautiful. and people are joining us just listening from all over the world, too, yeah. which is really a Absolutely. powerful time. Yeah, wonderful. And, uh, yeah, uh, Pat- Patricia, as I was like now uh, sharing your, your bio, uh, I really loved the part when, when you expressed that every person is precious and divine, regardless of, of the behavior that we have. Because sometimes um, when we... Uh, when we still have some behavior, maybe uh, we can call it negative or maybe old um, unconscious patterns, we, we fall into this judgment, self-judgment and lack of, of, of un- unworthiness. But here it's, 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 it's a statement, an affirmation that we already um, really precious and, and divine. And uh, this is already uh, within us and it's not something that we really need. There's not something that we need to do to, to deserve it. That's absolutely the truth. We are each and every one of us sons and daughters of God, and we all that our Father, Mother, God have is part of who we are. Just like when we have our own children, we send forth the collective uh, genetic heritage of everything that we've ever been with our children. So the the problem is is that when we started miscreating our thoughts and feelings, you know when. We talk about partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but what that that's an allegory symbolically representing when we chose to take our free will and our creative faculties of thought and feeling, and we began experimenting with our gift of life, empowering what would be called patterns of evil, and all evil is is thoughts and feelings that are not based in divine love and so when we began creating these patterns that actually ended up being gross mutations of the patterns that we were supposed to be creating from the causal body of god the patterns of oneness and reverence for all life and the full momentum of the perfection of god we were supposed to learn how to create those in the physical plane learn how to be co-creators and expand the borders of the kingdom of heaven on earth and 
we were given that one admonition, do not partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because our Father, Mother, God knew that as long as we don't start experimenting with our gift of life in ways that are not based in love, then we wouldn't create those gross mutations that are not based in love. And those gross mutations are poverty and disease and hate and war and uh, all of the distorted perception. Anything that's less than heaven on earth is a human miscreation. And what happened is when we fell into those dense, discordant frequencies, we lost our ability to communicate with our God self, our I am presence, and the company of heaven. So we started just perceiving that this physical plane is all that exists, and our physical body is who we are, and we started developing this fragmented consciousness that we called our human ego. And our human ego, this fear-based fragmented consciousness, thought that Since our physical body is all that exists, then its purpose and reason for being was to gratify the senses of our physical body. So it thought that whatever it needed to do to accomplish that would be okay. So lying, cheating, stealing, killing, whatever it needed to do to gratify the senses, it would do. So we just fell into such a discordant place that then trying to explain that, the world religions would start misinterpreting that and believing that that's who we are. So they started saying humanity is innately evil and we are worthless sinners and worms in the dust. And so we started buying into that consciousness till we really believe that that's who we are. And since we become who we believe we are, as long as we believe we're worthless sinners and worms in the dust, it's really hard to start manifesting God's infinite abundance and eternal peace and all of the things that are truly our divine birthright. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really beautiful. And uh, yeah, as, as you said, this this is our divine birthright. And uh, as we are talking today about bringing and re-anchoring the energies of of eternal peace and abundance. Um, before, before we had this, this uh, when we were like how to say seeking abundance or wanting to create abundance, if in our life it's it was coming from a mindset that this is something that will benefit just us. It's something that is very personal. But here it's it's really a, a divine um, activity of life that we are doing when we really um, asking for more abundance and anchoring these energies in our life and also others because it will be reflected back in in so many other people and we will be able to um, really help others and also um, live our purpose um, and we, because um, when we are living in, in abundance we are we, we, we are able to really do so many things that can um, really help so many people uh, worldwide that's absolutely the truth and because of being told that we were evil and believing that, then we started feeling that we didn't deserve abundance. And then we started, we were even taught, you know, misinterpreting the teachings of the world religions and saying that money 
is the root of all evil and that somehow we perceived that poverty was a virtue. And so we would probably go through lifetimes of taking vows of poverty and vows of celibacy and going around with ashes in our begging bowls, you know, thinking that we didn't deserve the abundance of God and that somehow it, it, you couldn't be spiritual and financially free at the same time. And that actually is exactly the reason why the beings of light are telling us now from the realms of truth, our Father, Mother, God, and even our I Am Presence, our own divinity, are these levels of divine truth pouring into the physical plane now are saying the greatest need of the hour is for humanity to reclaim our divine birthright of eternal peace and God's infinite abundance. These are inseparable aspects of divinity, which means that we cannot experience eternal peace on the planet without also experiencing God's infinite abundance. And we can't have infinite abundance without manifesting eternal peace. So they are critical factors. And the reason that's so important now because humanity is awakening and we're reaching up into these higher realms of truth and people with a higher consciousness are beginning to tap in to the causal body of God where everything exists. All of the patterns of perfection exist in the causal body of God, which means very practically that the viable solutions for every single malady that we have miscreated in this physical plane exist in the realms of cause. So what's happening now is people are reaching up and through their God self, their I am presence, they're tapping into this sacred knowledge and they're drawing forth viable solutions, for instance, for new forms of energy that wouldn't pollute the earth, uh, that would not, that would eliminate fossil fuels and the things that are wreaking so much havoc on the planet. But what happens is that often spiritual people have these etheric records and memories that somehow it's not okay to have money. So they don't have the financial wherewithal to bring these patterns that they're receiving, these archetypes and these new matrices that will heal the situation. They don't have the money to bring them into physical plane. So what happens is that through corporate greed and other kinds of problems that we have of this fragmented ego, dog-eat-dog looking out for number one consciousness, the corporations will pay millions of dollars for those patents and file them in file 13 so they'll never be developed so that it won't interfere with the bottom line of their profits for their fossil fuels. And so in order to shift this, the people that are awakening and lifting up in consciousness have to have the financial freedom. And whether they're drawing forth the money themselves or whether other awakening human beings are contributing and assisting and supporting the manifestation and the development of these solutions, it's both of those facets of the divine plan are equally important whether we're receiving the information that's helping or whether we're financially supporting those people who are receiving the information, all of us 
need to have our financial freedom in order yeah. to be able to fulfill this facet of our divine plan. So this is what the need of the hour is, and this is what is uh, we're being called to bring these patterns into the physical plane. And this year, 2017, we're being told by the company of heaven and our Father, Mother, God, that this is the year when we have finally reached a critical mass of divine desire and intent for eternal peace and abundance, that these patterns can now start flowing through the heart flames of humanity to be anchored tangibly in the physical plane, the archetypes and the matrix to start bringing in the unformed primal light that will begin manifesting these patterns of perfection tangibly in the lives of humanity in the physical plane. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really beautiful, Patricia. Thank you. And um yeah, as um as as you as you said um earlier, like um the eternal peace and God's uh, infinite abundance, they 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 are uh, interdependent to each other. They coexist each other. Uh, when we have the one, uh, we have the other one. And so this this brings us that's the action that we need to take. Um, it's normally it, it comes from our heart. This is something that is coming uh, based of love instead of fear. It's not about making things happen, but allowing things and receiving the guidance, our inner guidance, and and following it. And also this, this brings us to to have this trust in, in ourselves because sometimes we doubt um, our own uh, guidance, our own um, maybe inner uh, inner wisdom because at the beginning we don't see like a physical reflection of it or maybe a concrete confirmation of it. We need to go uh, to just uh, follow it and uh, embrace the unknown and have faith in the beginning. And this might sometimes be a little bit um, challenging. That's right. And we have created this, uh, yeah. you know, we've fallen into this place where we have created money as, and this monetary system. And at the present time, yes. in order to be financially free, we need money. There's no doubt about that. We can have an abundance of love and we can have an abundance of light and an abundance of service. But in order to be financially free, we have to have an abundance of money and we'll evolve past that one of these days but that's a critical factor of what we need right now and so just to show how important it is for us to develop this consciousness that God is our supply and by opening up the money is nothing but a source of energy and God is an infinite flow of the unformed primal light that manifests this physical plane everything that exists in all creation is comprised of unformed or formed primal light substance, atomic and subatomic particles and waves of life that manifest as form in the physical plane. And that's what we're utilizing at this time. But just as an example, for instance, if I said this moment, we can invoke the light of God to eliminate every trace of disease on the planet, would you be willing to do that? And every single person at this moment would say initially, well, of course, how wonderful that we could do that. But if you're a doctor 
or if you sell insurance, or if you're associated with the pharmaceutical industry, or the hospitals, or the rehab programs, or whatever it is that is being sustained at this moment, which is monumental as far as the trillions of dollars involved in that industry, if you're involved in that, then the fear is, oh no, how am I going to make enough money to put food on the table and to feed my family and a roof over my head? So we create this caveat of fear that blocks our intent to eliminate disease on the planet. If we want to eliminate crime, the same thing would happen. Look at the money involved in security, in the the law officers and enforcement and judges and juries and courts of law and everything involved with preventing crime. All of those people would be out of work. What about war? Look at the huge industry and conglomerations that are perpetuating war on this planet. All of those people, all of the military would be out of a job. So people get terrified about that. But what we don't haven't even begun to dream of or glimpse of is that when we are not struggling from morning till night, to put food on the table to feed ourselves and we have a flow of the abundance, we will be freed up to create infinitely more enjoyable and wonderful avenues to manifest abundance and creativity into our lives that won't involve us holding on to our human miscreations and the negativity that we have created from our misqualification of our gift of life. We won't be clinging to those dysfunctional things just to be able to survive in the physical plane. And that's the information that's pouring forth from the heavenly realms at this time. Our infinite abundance was God's original covenant with us. And in the beginning, the covenant was there's always a give and a take, an ebb and flow, a balance of energies. It isn't just us receiving and receiving and receiving. We have to balance that gift of life and give back to God as well. That's the law of the circle, the in-breath and out-breath, the ebb and flow of our gift of life. So in the beginning, we were given the covenant from God is that we were given our gift of life, the infinite flow of our unformed primal light substance that beats our heart and activates our brain and that we send forth with every thought, word, action, or feeling. This is electronic light substance, our gift of life. And when people are in hospitals and they have electrodes taped to their heart and brain, we can see the electrical impulses, the life force going through their bodies. But when they withdraw from that body, through the process that we call death, those monitors go flat. We cannot exist in the physical plane without this life force. So God's covenant with us, this is what the beings of light are reminding us of. We all know this in our hearts, but we have just forgotten. Is God's covenant with us is that as sons and daughters, we would be given the gift of free will, and invested with the creative faculties of thought and feeling, 
and the infinite flow of our life force to use so that we could use our gift of life and our free will and our thoughts and feelings to learn how to co-create new, previously unknown patterns of perfection in the physical plane, to learn how to become co-creators with our Father, Mother, God, expanding the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so that we would be able to do that without struggle of having to worry about our physical bodies, the additional part of God's covenant was that the elemental kingdom, the directors of the elements and the intelligence associated with the earth, the air, the water, the fire, the elemental kingdom, which comprises our physical body and the earth substance, that whatever we needed to sustain our physical bodies would be provided for us without any, uh, any work on our part. This was the initial allegory of the Garden of Eden, that everything we would need. So God directed the elements. We had all of the sunshine we needed for our energy and life force. We had air to breathe, water to drink, food and uh, things for clothing and shelter in the way of the plants and uh, seeds and herbs on the earth, everything that we needed to sustain our physical body. And so the covenant from God was that we would be given everything we needed to sustain our bodies and that we'd be given our life force, the creative faculties of thought and feeling and free will. So our covenant, the only covenant we had back to God to balance this incredible gift of life was that we promised our covenant was that we would use that gift of life to expand the kingdom of heaven on earth, to add to the light of the world. And so that was the original divine plan. That's why we were given the admonition, don't partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because if we are empowering thoughts and feelings that are not based in love, then we are not adding to the light of the world. So that commandment was to prevent us from going off track. But because we did, and because we began misqualifying our gift of life, we have now spiraled over millennia, probably millions of years at this time since the fall. And now we are in a situation which has totally blocked the infinite flow of God's abundance and our eternal peace because we have created a situation where every single day we are using our life force, the majority of our life, working morning till night to make money, to put food on the table, a roof over our head, pay for our transportation and all of the things we need to sustain our physical bodies and life in the physical plane. In other words, we are using our life force and everything God has given us to pay for the things that God already gave us for free. And when we do that, we create a block that prevents the flow of abundance into our lives. And that's the situation that we are in now 
that we are in the process of learning how to reverse those adverse effects of our fall from grace. Yeah, that's that's very really powerful. And yeah, what what you said, um, like uh, uh, answers um, at some level that the question I I, I would like to, to ask is. Um, when we start um, following our hearts and really living our passion and uh, living our purpose, in the beginning there is um, like a, a period of time where it's it's more about continuous giving and continuous um, giving to others and being of service. And then after some times at an unexpected time and in an, in some unexpected way, we start experiencing this this great flow of abundance. So is this first period of time? Is this uh, is it for us to to, to learn how to um, how to to to, uh, to return to this state that what we need is already there and God give us uh, already uh, created all that we need or maybe yes. is it something that we okay yeah absolutely Monsef that that is exactly what we need to do this is not some monumental thing that we have to do to start opening to the flow of God's abundance. We just have to start reclaiming our divine purpose and reason for being, which is adding to the light of the world with every thought, word, action, or feeling we express. Now, the very first part of that, we've already, through lifetimes, misqualified our gift of life and created things that are now manifesting as poverty consciousness. So one of the most powerful tools that we can use to transmute that negativity is known as the violet flame. And it's as simple as knowing that the violet flame consists of the sapphire blue ray of our Father God's divine power and the crystalline pink ray of our Mother God's divine love. These two flames from our Father Mother God merge into a magnificent violet flame that's called the violet flame of God's infinite perfection. This is the most powerful tool to transmute the negativity that we've created in the past. So the first step is that every day until we get this complete, and we never know how long this is going to take, but the violet flame is infinitely powerful and can transmute tons of our misqualified energy in the twinkling of an eye. We can simply say, I am my I am presence. And to include everybody, we can say, I am my I am presence and I am one with the I am presence of all humanity. And I ask our Father, Mother, God to send forth the violet flame and transmute everything we have ever created in the past that is now manifesting as lack and limitation and poverty in our lives. And just see the violet flame blazing and blazing and blazing through everything that we've ever miscreated. Then we need to start adding to the light of the world. And there are myriad ways of doing this. Everything we do, it's just the attitude and the consciousness. We can discipline our children as long as we're coming from a place of love and compassion and add to the light of the world through that 
activity by lifting them up to a higher place of being and teaching them a greater level of behavior and a more harmonious way of interacting. Everything we can do, admiring a sunset, loving another person, listening to beautiful music, everything we do that makes our hearts sing and lifts us up, that's coming from a place of love, is adding to the light of the world. So all we need to do is be monitoring our thoughts and feelings and saying to ourselves perpetually throughout the day, is what I am thinking and feeling now adding to the light of the world or the shadows? And if we're worrying and wringing our hands or we're angry or frustrated or upset, then we're adding to the shadows. So instantly stop that pattern, blaze the violet flame through it, and say to yourself, what do I want to empower it that way? So if, in fact, you're thinking of something, I don't have enough money to pay my bills, or I don't have enough money for this or that or, or the other thing, stop that thought immediately, blaze the violet flame through it, say, I am my I am presence, and I'm one with the I am presence of all humanity, and I'm open to the infinite flow of God's abundance, and I am manifesting prosperity in my life by empowering the light of the world and then do things that are adding to the light of the world. We have to deal with our challenges. You know, this doesn't mean putting our head in the sand and acting Pollyanna as though we're not dealing with problems. What it means is coming from a place of love, realizing this is our own energy returning to us, transmute it and saying, what do I want instead of this? And then think of how you have to behave and what you need to do to manifest those patterns that you want instead of the negativity. So we can add to the light of the world every moment of every day. But the key for attaining our financial freedom is that we need to magnetize more money into our lives. So this is the key that the beings of light have revealed to us. And when we understand the process, it makes perfect sense. Initially, there's always resistance because we've heard about this for a very long time, but we have always heard of it in a way that feels very manipulative, very controlling, and very much for somebody else's benefit. But this is what the beings of light are saying are critical, is that money is a source of energy, period. And in the source of energy, of all vibration, like attracts like. When we're sending out love, we're magnetizing love into our lives. When we're sending out anger, we're magnetizing anger into our lives. When we're sending out harmony and balance, we're drawing harmony and balance. When we're sending out thoughts of abundance, we're receiving more flow of abundance of every kind into our life. When we're sending out thoughts of money, we're drawing those thoughts into our life. So if we're sending out thoughts of lack and limitation, then we're drawing forth, as we're paying our bills, if we're sending our money forth saying, now I don't have enough money for groceries or now I can't buy gas for my car or whatever, we're charging our money with those frequencies of vibration. 
So we need to bless that money. And we need to say, I'm grateful for this money. I'm paying for this. And if it's something that we're paying that's sustaining our physical bodies, we need to be grateful for the money. We need to send it out with a blessing. But we need to realize that this is still just money that we're paying to sustain our physical bodies, which God already gave us for free. But instead of bemoaning the fact and sending it out with a consciousness of lack, we're grateful for the money, we bless it, and we're grateful that we have this money to buy the things we need to sustain our physical bodies. But what we have to do is increase the money we're sending out. We have to send out a portion of our money that is over and above what we're spending on our physical body. We have to bless this and we have to send it out with the divine intention of adding to the light of the world. So this is where the concept of tithing came in. Tithing is to be, or this gift, if that word still resonates as difficult for you, just think of it as this is the attitude that we have to send our money out. First of all, I tell people just imagine that you're a millionaire and that you have all the money you need. And if you do, what would you want to support in the outer world in the way of a free will gift of love, a love offering, money that you would want to give to that person, place, condition, or thing that is adding to the light of the world, a nonprofit organization or research or uh, charities or human rights or all different kinds of things, but things that are adding to the light of the world that you want to support and you want to give your money to with no strings attached. So think of something that would just make your heart sing, animal rights or human rights or research or all kinds of of, uh, charities or organizations that are adding to the light of the world. And you can give to a lot of different things. I give to all kinds of things. So give to a bunch of different things. You don't have to pick just one thing. But it needs to be your choice, not somebody else telling you what to give your money to. And often our religions will tell us it has to be to God, so you have to give it to the church. If that's your heart call and that's what resonates, by all means, give it to the church or the synagogue or your or the mosque or whatever is calling you to do it. But also the idea that you need to give it to God, anything you're doing that is benefiting humanity and adding to the light of the world is a gift to God. So think of something that fills your heart up. Then take that portion of money, and the beings of light said as little as 10% of our wealth will create such a flow of abundance back into our lives that we won't be able to handle it all. So begin with an amount and gradually move toward that part. If you can do 10% now, that's wonderful. Most people feel too much fear to give that much if they're not giving anything at all at this point. But take that portion of money, and let's say 10% of your income. So let's say that you're... You have a thousand dollars and you want to give 10% of that. You want to give a hundred dollars 
to a person, place, condition, or thing that is adding to the light of the world. Now, this isn't just giving it to our family so it's not so far out of our reach or giving it to the gaming tables in Las Vegas so you're still getting all your money back or whatever. Or uh, The idea is that this is a gift of love that you are giving back to God in appreciation for your gift of life with no strings attached. And you give this freely. But you know that this money is going to expand and return tenfold back into your life. And you can make it more than tenfold, but that'll that'll be a beginning. So that you give $100 away and you say, this is a gift of love that I am giving back to God in appreciation for my gift of life. And I am accepting that this is adding to the light of the world, blessing everyone that receives it, and it is expanding and returning to me with the highest good of all concerned. And you can say tenfold, expecting and knowing that a thousand dollars is going to be flowing back into your life. Now this is what would normally happen. Whatever we are sending out accumulates energy along the way and returns to us greatly magnified. So if we're sending out anger, what might have seemed like a little temper tantrum, could come back expanded enough that it manifests in our lives as a financial challenge, as a car problem, as a illness, all kinds of seemingly unrelated things. The same thing happens with the wonderful light we're adding to the world. When we send out a loving expression of life, it goes out, accumulates more energy, blesses the person that we're sending it to, comes back greatly amplified. So what it might have seemed like a simple thought of kindness or love could manifest as a financial success, as a healing in our body, as some other kind of blessing in our life that seems totally unrelated to that thought of love that we had. So the same thing happens with our money. So once you give your tithes, once you give that money back, don't go and stand at the mailbox and wait for a check for $1,000 to appear in your mailbox. But everything that starts coming back into your life, accept that this is your flow of money coming back. It's shifting the consciousness. We shouldn't even have to claim it, but that because we've had the attitude that we pay for our bills and send our money out and now we don't have enough, We don't ever think that by sending it out, it's going to expand and return to us. And because we created the situation where even though we were sending it out, all we were sending it out for was to pay for what God gave us for free, it isn't going to multiply and expand because we've already cashed it in on our gift of life. We've already drank the water and breathed the air and absorbed the sunlight and had the food. We've already accepted our gift of life. So it creates this block that it doesn't expand our abundance. It's just merely paying for what God already gave us for free. So now the additional gift, our tithe that we're giving, is going out and expanding and flowing back into our life. And so we need to claim it just to reprogram ourselves. 
So again, the very simple affirmation is, this is a gift of love that I am giving back to God in appreciation for my gift of life. I am accepting that it's expanding tenfold, blessing all life, and on its return to me, it is bringing back that tenfold expansion into my life. Then everything that comes into your life that's adding to your abundance, say to yourself, this is my gift coming back to me. If you go out to lunch and somebody buys your lunch and you thought you were going to buy their lunch, that's your money coming back to you. If something is on sale that you need to buy, that's your money coming back to you. If you have to pay less taxes than you thought you were going to have to pay, that's your money coming back to you. Every single thing, if somebody gives you something and now you don't have to buy it, whatever it is that's adding to your financial flow, accept that this is your money coming back to you. And then keep tithing. Don't wait till you get the $1,000 back before you tithe again. Keep that flow going and it will build in momentum and open the flow of infinite abundance back into your life. This is the laws of the universe and the laws of abundance. And as this abundance flows into your life, the frequency of God's eternal peace also comes with that. They are inseparable aspects and you will start experiencing more peace in your heart, in your inner knowing, more peaceful ways of interacting. Those are the key, simple processes. Invoking the violet flame every day to just consistently transmute everything you've ever misqualified in the way of your gift of life and then daily and hourly with your thoughts, words, actions, and feelings, add to the light of the world by thinking, feeling, and responding from a place of love, no matter what it is, that's adding to the light of the world. It's just that simple. Yes, that's that's really powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Like what, what you shared now, it's it's... It's really powerful and it helps us to really bring this, this flow of abundance into our life. And as, as you said earlier, when we claim our, our, uh, birthright abundance, we really can do really great things and support so many, uh, so many, uh, um, how to say others to create abundance in, in their life, like you said, uh, to give maybe 10% of, of our income to, uh, like charity or any any other um, any, in, in any other way, so this is this is a co-creation between like between us and also being grateful to to God for for the the, the infinite abundance um, that He is creating for for all of us. So yeah, that's that's um, that was powerful. Thank you. You're very welcome. And, and uh, Patricia, I would love if um, to give opportunity to our audience to also ask their questions. If you, if you are open to that, beautiful. And yeah, before that, just I want to mention that um, you are offering um, the gifts. It's a really beautiful process. The abundance, uh, abundance is the path to peace. It really has really, really great, uh, powerful affirmations about abundance. And everyone, you can uh, download it on the the live page. Beautifulnewdivine.com/live. L-I-V-E. 
Okay, Monsef, you're breaking up a little bit in my hearing. I don't know if that's happening for everybody or just on my hearing. Is my voice clear to you? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, your voice is a little bit staticky that I'm hearing, so I don't know if there's anything you can do to to clear that up. Okay, now I will turn my color and I will switch the system. Okay. Okay. So, um, um, so we'll take our first caller from Santa Rosa, phone number 9356. Hello? Oh, hello. Hi. Um, how are you? Wonderful. Thank you. What is your name? My name is uh, Judy, and um, I have a, a recent experience related to abundance and um and then and some other some fear and some it's lack of peace and and um abundance so recently i experienced a um i guess what i would call a violation of trust and um a, a large sum of um uh, of abundance shall we call it um anyhow some something turned up missing um and i and i am upset uh and processing the emotions and trying to transmute it and i'm not quite sure how to proceed i've discovered a bunch of learning ways i don't protect myself traced it to childhood experiences where i was not able to protect myself so i'm working on transmuting the energy into learning um and i am not sure how to approach the relationship with the person involved um and it's I, I still feel pretty scared about interacting so i'm trying to do my work and transmute the energy and transmute my fear and sense of loss and violation um do you have any well any advice for me? one of the things that is happening now i mean we can look at the outer world and see that it looks like every single day things are getting just about as polarized and as <laughs> as uncomfortable as they can be in the outer world. And that's because the light of God is increasing, pushing everything that conflicts with the new heaven and the new earth that we are co-creating to the surface. And so what's coming up and what we're seeing and what we're experiencing often, just like you're saying in your life, is really the antithesis of what we are co-creating in the new earth. And even though we may not be consciously aware of it, we are all going through exactly the learning experiences that at some level we have agreed to go through. And we've agreed to go through them because through our I am presence, our God self, we saw how we're going to grow and how we're going to learn. And very often we are using pain as our motivators. You know, as long as we're comfortable, we'll stagnate forever. But when a crisis happens in our lives, then we scramble around to try to manifest uh, healing and to correct it and to find out what the problem is. So in this kind of a situation, one of the things that helps, that takes away that anger and that fury at the person that has created this is the knowing 
that this is an experience that at some level you've agreed to go through and that this person was just an instrument because you wanted to go through this experience at some level or needed to or agreed to. And if it wasn't this person, it would be somebody else because it's the experience that was necessary. Now, obviously, the people that are do this through their own inner selves, they're part of the plan and they normally there's karmic liabilities and things associated with them too but it diffuses it a little bit to say okay it's the lesson here that's important and one of the things that's happening i mean one of the most important things is that when we are in the infinite flow of god's abundance the supply of all good things is is infinite we don't have this lack and limitation of oh now this money's gone so now i don't have enough we there is this open flow of abundance, just as it is in the higher realms. They manifest what they need through drawing the unformed primal light and manifesting it in our lives. And that sounds very far-fetched for us, but that's what we're moving toward. So I would encourage you to work with the violet flame to transmute whatever it is that caused this situation in the first place from all time frames and dimensions transmute whatever it is between you and this person that has created it and then say I am my I am presence and I am one with the I am presence of this person and I ask my I am presence to reveal to me what is the best and most constructive way to handle this from this place of love and only your guides your God self your I am presence knows that knows why you've agreed to do this, and will be able to guide you unerringly to that response. So just go within, meditate, quiet yourself, ask for answers, and you will be guided unerringly by your God self. We can also invoke the company of heaven and our Father, Mother, God for that assistance. They are always standing in readiness. They will not intervene in our lives without invitation and being asked given permission by us. But when we do this through our I am presence, and to to be one with our I am presence, all we need to do is say it, and it happens instantaneously. I am my I am presence. And I am one with the I am presence of all humanity. And instantaneously we shift from our individualized ability to draw light to the macrocosm, from the microcosm to the macrocosm of the seven and a half billion souls evolving on this planet and their I am presence, invoking the light on the the behalf of that person as well. So we can greatly expand our light because you're not doing this just for yourself. As you heal and lift this up, when you say, I am my I am presence and I'm one with the I am presence of all humanity, When you heal this situation that you're going through, which you will, it is not designed to take you down the tubes. It's designed to move you into the flow of God's abundance. When you heal this, you will create an upward rush of light that magnetizes and pulls up everybody else on the planet that's experiencing lack or limitation in their own life. As I am lifted up, all life is lifted up with me. That isn't just a lofty platitude. That is a profound truth. Patricia, thank you. That has been what I've been thinking of, and I do your. I've been doing your most recent invocation um, several times a day, and I have a, a brief further question, which is: I have 
I don't seem to like hear a voice or anything real clear necessarily while I'm in meditation, but I will sometimes get a sort of a flicker of an impulse or a flicker of an insight during my day. Is that Absolutely. It's just it's this intuitive inner knowing. It's that that's the way our I am presence communicates with it. It isn't this voice out of the blue. It's just this intuitive inner knowing. And very often we need to take the time after the invocation and the prayer to take the time to listen. You know, sometimes we just say it and then we get up and go about our business. Take the time to listen, which opens the flow. And if you don't receive anything then, then just be about your business, but hold that, your heart and mind open for that, and it'll come when the right and perfect moment is. Our prayers are always heard, and they are always answered, whether we're aware of it consciously or not. Thank you, Patricia. You're very welcome. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Patricia. That was You're wonderful. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, it is. It is uh, now clear uh, from my side about my voice. Yo, oh, it's better. Yes, I do hear you okay. clear. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Let's take um, a question from the webcast. Um, just before that, I want to remind everyone: for those of you on the phone, um, on the on Skype or the web call, you can raise your hand by pressing star two to ask a question. And for those of you on the webcast, you can just type it um, in the question box. All right, we have a question from Sandra from New York. How uh, how do we reawaken the feminine power within us and find and find balance and harmony? I still have a lot of judgments inside inside of me, and I can feel its um, harshness. How do I accept and receive my wholeness? Thank you. Okay, this is a perfect time. Yesterday was international. Women's Day, the Divine Feminine pouring into the planet, all over the planet. What just very briefly, in the beginning, our Father God sent forth a ray of his sapphire blue light to to activate our left brain, the masculine, rational, logical mind within us, the power center in our throat, and then that flame, that blue flame, was anchored in our heart as the blue flame of power. Our Mother God, the Divine Feminine, sent forth her pink pink ray of light to activate our right brain, our creative intuitive mind, and the love center of our heart chakra, and the pink flame of divine love in our heart. Then these two flames merge together as the violet flame of God's infinite perfection that we've been talking about today. They raised up into our physical brain structures, blazing between the two hemispheres of our brain, awakening our spiritual brain structures, our pituitary and pineal glands, the hypothalamus gland, and the ganglionic center at the base of our brain. This opened our crown chakra of enlightenment so that the consciousness of the sons and daughters of God Christ consciousness from our I am presence could radiate through our crown chakra as a beautiful golden flame of enlightenment and wisdom through our spiritual brain centers and our crown chakra and then was anchored in our heart as this golden plume of light. So this flame in our heart 
this blue flame of God's power, the pink flame of God's love, and the yellow gold flame of the son and daughter of God, this uh, the pink flame of our mother God's love, who is the Holy Spirit, and then the son and daughter of God. This is known as the immortal, victorious, threefold flame, and it is the reflection of what we've known as the Holy Trinity. When we started misqualifying energy so that we wouldn't feel the pain we were creating, we closed our heart chakra. Humanity closed our heart chakra. This blocked the flow of the Divine Feminine, our Mother God, and she was forced to withdraw. So our right brain, the amount of light she was able to send through our right brain after we closed our heart chakra was barely enough to sustain brain consciousness. That caused our right brain to become almost dormant, our spiritual brain centers to atrophy, and our crown chakra to close. So we began using our masculine power without the balance of love. And when we were in male bodies, we created this fragmented human ego that abused our power by being aggressive and domineering. When we were in female bodies, this fragmented consciousness of our human ego abused our power by suppressing it and allowing ourselves to be dominated and oppressed. So now, in response to your question, what we're doing is reversing those adverse effects. So we need to invoke the pink essence of divine love from our Mother God, the Holy Spirit, and see this magnificent crystalline pink light flowing through our right brain hemisphere into our heart chakra, opening our heart chakra and being anchored in our heart. And as we breathe in, visualize breathing in through our heart, up through our right brain into the heart of God, and then magnetizing this light back down into our right brain, into our heart, and breathing it out so that we are reopening that portal. Our right brain is becoming balanced with our left brain, and our crown chakra of enlightenment is beginning to open again because we're activating those spiritual brain centers. So there's a very powerful visualization uh, that is to do that. But on my YouTube, uh, and it's as simple as just going to Patricia Cota Robles on the YouTube, and my YouTubes will come up, there is a powerful visualization for what we're talking about today, uh, eternal peace, activating eternal peace and God's infinite abundance. There's a YouTube video. And also for returning to the divine feminine, which is return to Christ consciousness. The video titled Return to Christ Consciousness will guide you through these visualizations that I'm talking about. Very powerful opportunity to do that. And it's critical for all of us at this time. This is actually the process of reversing the adverse effects of our fall from grace when we began using our gift of life to create thoughts and feelings that were not based in love. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia. And 
Yeah, indeed, the, the videos are, are so powerful and uh, also you are offering many others on your YouTube channel and also I invite our listeners to uh, to go to Patricia's channel. Um, yeah, so really thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Sandra, for your wonderful question. All right, um, let's invite our second caller. We have a caller from Shelton, phone number ending with 7606. Hello. Hello, Deborah. Uh, welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome, Patricia. I am so honored to be speaking with you right now. Oh well, I'm delighted to be speaking with you too, Deborah. Oh, you are just such a blessing and a light to this world. And this, this talk, the things you're talking about today could not have come at a better time. Um. I have been, oh, uh, I guess I'll have to say very, very concerned about my finances right now. And what you said, what you explained about tithing and everything made such perfect sense. Um, I am on a fixed income. I'm on disability. I had a stroke three years ago. And the... um, Credit card use to make ends meet has just, um, I'm in over my head. I'm going to have to file bankruptcy or something. And I I have been worrying and trying to stay positive about it, but it's it's really hard. It's really hard. And I don't, I just, I don't even have enough to pay my bills, much less tight. And I don't want to sound like I'm whining. I just. Wow, I've handled it well so far. In the last week, I'm just in a tailspin. Well, never are our lessons coming back to us in ways that are designed to take us down the tubes. So there is a solution to what you're going through. And you mentioned needing to file for bankruptcy. That might be something you need to do. There might be some other changes or things you can do to change your expenses or something like that. But... There will be a solution for what you're doing. And when you begin opening the flow of your heart, if you feel at this moment the second you can start contributing some money will be perfect because like attracts like. But in the meantime, start at least giving in other ways, giving of your time, giving of you know, giving clothes to other people, that uh, goodwill and things like things that you can do that will bring abundance and help other people in their life starts opening that door. As long as we have the consciousness that we're stuck and there's nothing we can do, we cannot open that flow. I'll share with you that when I began learning about tithing. I had all of the negative feelings about tithing that everybody else does and also the attitude that I can't even afford to pay for my bills at this time, so how can I possibly afford to, to tithe? So I did what everybody else did. I paid all my bills, and then whatever money I had left, I'd be tithing, and I'd doing that invocation and drawing the, you know, whenever I could, drawing the money back into my life whenever I thought I had a little extra and could begin tithing. Then in my meditation, just came coming through in my inner voice, I heard, how much do you tip someone that serves you a meal? And I said, 
20%. That's just the natural amount, and I know it's different in different parts of the world, but in the United States, that's normally an amount that people tip in restaurants because of the pay scale and the way waiters and waitresses are, servers are paid. So the response was, isn't it amazing that you don't think twice about giving 20% to someone who has served you a meal, and here you are struggling to give 10% to God in appreciation for your gift of life? And that was such a stunning shock to me that I immediately reversed that. And I started giving 10% off the top and then paying my bills. And I will certainly admit that there was a little time of adjustment there as I was going through that process. But in the not too long of a time, I started opening to a flow of abundance that would come in unexpected and different ways. And once I got the flow going, since that time, which is decades ago now, I have never been in a position where I wasn't able to pay my bills or where I did not have a flow of abundance to fulfill my divine plan and to add to the light of the world. And I do many things. My heart commitment is that this information that we're being given from the heavenly realms is a gift, and I share that in as many ways as I possibly can for free to people. And never have I had to cancel a free seminar or uh, stop doing a, a, a broadcast or something like that because of a lack of financial freedom. And I truthfully don't teach anything that I haven't proven to myself beyond a shadow of a doubt to be true. I've come across lots of things in the outer world over my quest for information. But if I couldn't prove it in my own life, then I don't teach it. This is something that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is true. So I truly encourage everyone, no matter how strapped they are financially, to start someplace and start opening that flow of a gift of love that you are giving back to God for your gift of life in appreciation for your service and your ability to be in this physical plane. And it will begin opening doors. Then work with the violet flame to transmute everything that's causing this in the first place. Ask your I am presence to guide you to the right and perfect solutions and you will receive them. And sometimes they might be things that don't feel comfortable. It might be that you're being inspired by your inner self to sell a house that you don't want to sell and to move into a less expensive thing or something like that, you know. But it's always going to be moving you toward your highest good. So rather than being fear-based and clinging on, open to the flow, ask for that guidance, and then respond to what God is and your God self are guiding you to do. Oh, Patricia, thank you. You you are an answer to my prayers. Well, thank you. Your I am presence is answering your prayers by bringing you to this information. I'm just the instrument, and if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. It's time for you to hear this information. Could you briefly just say the invocation again yes, for myself and everyone? And please? it doesn't have to be word for word, but the gist is, I am my I am presence, and I am one with the I am presence of all humanity. This money is a gift 
of love that I am giving back to God in appreciation for my gift of life. And I accept that it's going to bless everyone it touches and it's going to expand tenfold on its return to me with the highest good for all concerned. And this will be on the recording, on the replay, so that you can play it over to yourself again and copy it down. Bless you. Bless you and and all that you're doing for this planet. Well, you're very welcome. We're blessed to do this work, all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Monsef. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia. And you're very thank welcome. you for, for, for the light you are adding um to the world and to so many people. It's it's really such a blessing. Um to be able to connect with you and to really um receive this this wisdom and light from you. So thank you. Well, thank you, Monsef. I'm very grateful for you mm-hmm. and the light you're adding to the world to your program. It's so beautiful. Special that it's coming through every conceivable. The beings of light and the light of the world is coming through every single open door. And that's our purpose and reason for being. All yes. we have to do is mm-hmm. just trust and open up and know that every single moment of every single day, we're being given an opportunity to add to the light of the world with our thoughts, yeah. our words, our actions, and our feelings. And it's Absolutely. an easy process that we've been training for eons of time to do. We literally have everything we need within us to add to the light of the world in the face of all adversity. Absolutely. Wonderful. And, um, yeah, Patricia, can we maybe add one or maybe two questions from the webcast? Absolutely, sure. Okay, wonderful. Um, So here we have a question. We don't have the name. It's anonymous. So, um, Thank you, Monsef and Patricia, for this very important call. The quest for abundance to be financially free is what what has led me on this spiritual path. To that, I am grateful. Could you speak to how best to transmute depth patterns so it no longer distracts me in looking back so I may look forward to creating what is possible to make the world a better place? Many thanks. Okay, the best tool, of course, is the violet flame. And when we want to not just keep getting drawn back, I mean, we, our thoughts and feelings are creative. We need to realize that when we think things, even if it's something awful, we are manifesting it in some realm of creation as a thought form. And if we empower it enough, it'll manifest physically. So all the wonderful things we're envisioning, we are also manifesting and creating. So sometimes just to create whatever resonates for you. And one of the things that helps me is just envisioning walking through these magnificent golden doors into this celestial new earth and having the golden doors close behind you and everything that's on the back, on the other side of those doors just being flooded with the violet flame of God's infinite abundance flooded and flooded with that loving, powerful light from our Father, Mother, God until the energies are transmuted back into their original perfection. 
but you're always God's infinite perfection. So just know that's happening, but walking forward through the golden doors, closing behind you so that you aren't focusing back or passing back through those doors, but you're just moving forward into the beautiful, pristine new earth that you are creating now with your thoughts, words, actions, and feelings. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Patricia. Wonderful question. Um, Okay, we have another question from Dora, D-O-R-A. Beautiful Patricia, deep gratitude. And her question is, how do I truly forgive myself? I did still lie cheats in the past, and I have carried much much shame uh, about that. Even though I don't do that anymore, but the, the shame is still there. So her question is how to to uh, forgive herself and find uh, inner peace. Okay. Uh, forgiving yourself, shame is an absolutely worthless and useless emotion that is counterproductive to everything we're ever trying to accomplish. Never is it the intent that we agree to go through the learning experiences we're going through just to beat ourselves up with shame. So that is not your path. That is not why your I am presence agreed to go through those experiences in the first place. You agreed to go through those experiences and to do those things because of what you were going to learn and how you were going to grow from those. And so recognizing that you did that for a reason and that everybody is doing the best they can according to their wisdom and their understanding. Now, sometimes it helps to see the bigger picture. At this time, it is a critical time on the planet. And just like what's happening in the outer world now, everything that conflicts with the new heaven and the new earth, which is a planet of love and reverence for life and oneness and infinite abundance and eternal peace, everything that conflicts with those patterns is being pushed to the surface. Now, somebody had to agree to connect with the antithesis of that, with the opposite of that, to bring it to the surface. So there are people out there emulating, connecting with, and modeling the antithesis of those patterns, which is hate and greed and corruption and war and all of the abuse of power. Someone had to agree to bring that to the surface. And they agreed to bring it to the surface because often they had life patterns associated with that, but also to bring it to the surface so that we could see it and invoke the violet flame to transmute it back into light. We are responsible for creating those miscreations, so they, and we are responsible for transmuting that energy that's manifesting that way back into its original perfection, which we're doing. So knowing that you have done what you did, because of how you were going to grow and learn, because you were bringing to the surface. And as you heal this, and as you lift this up, just as I mentioned earlier for someone else, you are raising the vibration and lifting up everybody else that has gone through a similar experience. So you simply say, I am my I am presence, and I am one with the I am presence of all humanity. In your heart and mind, know this is a lesson that you have agreed to go through, 
with the intent of healing it, of forgiving yourself for it, and of transmuting it back into light. And as you do, you're lifting up everybody else that's ever been through a similar experience. So consider this not some shameful thing, some shameful thing that you did in the past. Consider it a mission that you agreed to go through and participate in because you knew you were going to come to this moment when you could transmute it back into light and raise up infinite numbers of people on the planet that have experienced or participated in similar things. This is a divine plan from this moment forward that you've agreed to participate in. And the important thing to know is that you've already been God victoriously prepared to do this. You have everything you need within you. You have all of the skill, all of the strength, all of the courage, all of the ability to do this. And all you have to do now is do it. Wonderful. Really, Patricia, that's, that's really profound. It's, it's really a profound way to, to see um, those experiences that we've been through in, in the past. It's, it's more about a mission, as you said, and to really release this judgment and, and shame. Um, because again, as, as I, I shared earlier in, in your bio, you were saying that, that every person is precious and divine, regardless of their behavior and, and life experiences. And yeah, really, the words you, you shared now, it's, it's, it's just powerful. So thank you. Thank you so You're much. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you, Dora. That was a um, really wonderful question. God bless you. Um, yeah, so, so Patricia, um, really, I, I, I want to thank you for, for this time, for this wisdom. It's, it's really profound, really. You, you, you shared with us so much, um, you gave us so much clarity about Read the abundance that is already there. God's infinite abundance and eternal peace. Thank you for the guidance also that you shared with our beautiful audience. Really beautiful um, insights that you gave us uh, to all of us. So we thank you so much, Patricia. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure to be on, Montep. And it's wonderful connecting with you and all of the wonderful work that you're doing to add to the light of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia. And... Um, Again, uh, everyone, you can get the, uh, I guess, the invocation that Patricia is offering to us. And you can um, find the download link on the, the live page, which is yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E, or later on the replay page, and it will be yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash replay, R-E-P-L-A and Y. And also, we found there the, the link to Patricia's um, website, eraofpeace.org. And yeah, so um, I want to thank each one of you for really for joining us today, for for your presence, for your energy, really beautiful energies, and for for co-creating with us this this really sacred space. Thank you for those who ask their, their questions, really really powerful questions, and also we learn so much from from the answers that Patricia gave to you. So everyone, again, thank you so much, and I'm sending you a tremendous amount of love, and see you on the next call. Bye bye, everyone. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com, your, Y-O-U-R, divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, uniqueness, 
U N I Q U E N E S S dot com。